we have a complete blasting class, we do guessing games and trivia and reading round up and many more things. Hope you have fun today. It's the Christmas episode. I want an awesome book for Christmas. Only a good book will do. No boring ones or sad ones either. I only want an awesome book to read. I want an awesome book for Christmas. I don't think Santa Claus will mind. He won't have to do much for me. He can just throw it down the chimney. I can see me now on Christmas morning creeping down the stairs. What a joy, what a surprise when I open up my eyes to see an awesome book sitting there. I want an awesome book for Christmas. Only an awesome book will do. No dinky toys, no clothes either. I only like good books and good books like me too. I want a book for Christmas this year. Hello everyone, I'm Cameron. And I'm Trey. This week, this week's podcast is very special because it is... The Christmas Podcast. This part of the episode is the book I want for Christmas. What we do here is we will be interviewing people about what book they want for Christmas and why they chose it. The first person we have is Mrs. Ingle. She is Mr. Pease's volunteer helper. Welcome, Mrs. Ingle. We are so happy that you are joining us. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. So, Mrs. Ingle, what book do you want for Christmas? Well, I'd like to have, it's called The Snowman. It's by Raymond Briggs. And it's a book that I used to read to my kids all the time, and I'd like to have it so I can read it to the second graders, and maybe even the fourth graders would enjoy it. Mrs. Ingle, I'm curious, why do you want this book? Well, I think it's a book about a snowman, well, it's about a little boy that wakes up one morning and there's snow on the ground, so he makes a snowman. He uses, I think it's a tangerine for his nose, coals for his eyes, and the snowman comes to life, about like Frosty the Snowman, the song. And the snowman takes him on a journey to the North Pole. And at the North Pole, they become special guests of a very special person. I hope you get the book you want. Thank you. Thank I you. hope so, too. Thank you for coming in. Have, Have a, a Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas and a Happy, Happy New Year. Year. Well, Trey, who are we going to talk to next? I'm thinking Mrs. Davis, the fifth and sixth grade language arts teacher. Here she is. Mrs. Davis, welcome to our Christmas podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Well, you know the holidays are coming up and Christmas is almost here. We were wondering, is there a book that you want for Christmas? Yes. Do you want to know what it is? Yes, please. Every Breath by Nicholas Sparks. Why do you want this book for the holidays? Well, not necessarily for the holidays, but I want it because I've read all the other ones and I want to read this one. It's the newest one that just got released. It has been great having you. Oh, thank you. Have a Merry Christmas. And a Happy Happy New Year. Year. Oh, you too. (laughs) Well, that was so much fun interviewing people. Now, Trey, I have two questions for you. Okay, what are they? What book do you really want this Christmas and why? 
Well, I went, Amy went nine, and I won it because I've read other part of the series, and the ninth Amy book is the finale of all the books. Now, what book do you want for Christmas and why? Well, I think I want Max Einstein, too, because I've already read the first one, and I think it would be nice to have another one to read. Thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast, and see you next time. Up next, we have Guess That Book with Ryan, Michaela, and Brindley. Hey, what's up, guys? The sky! Ha ha, very funny. We have three hints that are the author, the genre, and one thing that happens in the book. Okay, who's ready to guess that book? This week's three hints are... Hint one, the author of the book is Dr. Seuss. Hint two, the genre is fantasy. The last hint is that he steals the things of Hugo. Good luck on this one. We will be back in a few short moments to see if you can guess that book. Taylor with a little Christmas poetry. I have three amazing classmates, Avery Thomas, Noah Miranda, and Max Wagner with me today with some amazing poems. Hope you enjoy them. I'm reading Tiny Wooden Figures by Rick W. Cotton. Over in the corner beneath the Christmas tree screen are the tiny wooden figures on nativity scene. Each tells a story, each plays its part, each holds a special place in my heart. Now I'm from the attic, unwrapped with great care, it just isn't Christmas if they're not there. They're faded and dented, their paint chipped away, but the love they stand for is as fresh as today. And as the years go by and our days grow few, outside we grow older, inside we grow new. And the tiny wooden figures are a symbol of love, of the, of the grace and the peace of our God above. This is my poem, It's Christmas Time, by Julie Herbert. Towards the end of November, you start to feel it in the air. Christmas time is co- coming, as it does but once a year. So many things to get done, presents, Christmas greetings, and more. This rushing season has begun, sometimes feeling like a chore. But once things get done, you can relax a little more, sit back and take in the season, all the favorite things you adore. Enjoy all the music and calmness that it brings. Sing about Rudolph and the Three Wise Kings. Let the light illuminate your house, yard, and tree. There's magic in the air, and I think we all agree. Let Every Day Be Christmas by Norman W. Brooks. Christmas is forever, not just for one day. For loving, sharing, giving are not to put away. Like bells and lights and tinsel and some box upon a shelf, the good you do for others is good you do for yourself. I hope you guys enjoyed the poems and tell your friends and family. After listening to them, I hope you tell your family at Christmas at home. In conclusion, I hope you love these poems and have a great day. Welcome to Share a Christmas Story. 
We polled all of the MCE teachers and staff to discover the most loved Christmas story in our building. The book with the most votes is How the Grinch Stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss. We have three staff members with us today that voted for this book. Please welcome Miss Davis, Miss Harnish, and Miss Hobbs. Hi, Miss Davis. Hello. Why did you choose How the Grinch Stole Christmas as your favorite holiday book? I think I like this book because I always would watch the cartoon every year when I came on TV um, back when I was a kid. What age group is this book recommended for? I think through elementary school, toddlers to elementary. And then is there anything that you did with this book when you were little? Not other than read it and then watch the movie that went along with it every, every year growing up for Christmas. Hi, Ms. Harnish. Do you mind if I ask you two different questions? Of course. Okay, the first question is, why did you choose How the Grinch Stole Christmas as your favorite holiday book? Um, there are a lot of reasons why it's my favorite holiday book. Um, Dr. Seuss is phenomenal, and also it has a lot of good stories and lessons, and also there's a really cute dog in it. <laughs> and the second one is, are there any traditions that you have with this book? I don't have any traditions with the book. I do watch the movie every year. Um, and I have not seen the new Grinch movie, which I need to watch. Hi, Ms. Hobbs. I have a few questions to ask you. Why did you pick How the Grinch Stole Christmas as your Christmas story? Uh, it used to be my favorite book when I was a kid, and I still enjoy reading it to my kids in here. What is your favorite part in this story? I like the part where he says, maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. Favorite part. How the Grinch Stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss. Every Roo down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot, but the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. The Grinch hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. Now please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. It could be, perhaps, that his shoes were too tight. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. But whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve hating the Who's, staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm lighted windows below in our town. For he knew every Who down in Whoville beneath was busy now hanging mistletoe wreaths. And they're hanging their stockings, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas, it's practically here. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming. I must find some way to stop Christmas from coming. For tomorrow, he knew, all the who, boys and girls, would wake bright and early. They'd rush for their toys. And then, oh, the noise, oh, the noise, noise, noise. That's one thing he hated, the noise, 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 noise. Then the who's, young and old, would sit down to a feast, and they'd feast, and they'd feast, and they'd feast, 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 feast. They would feast on who pudding and rare who roast beef, which was something the Grinch couldn't stand in the least. And then they'd do something he'd like least of all. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, would stand close together with Christmas bells ringing. They'd stand hand in hand and the who's would start singing. They'd sing and they'd sing and they'd sing, 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 sing. And the more the Grinch thought of the who Christmas sing, the more the Grinch thought, I must stop this whole thing. 
Why, for 53 years, I've put up with it now. I must stop this Christmas from coming, but how? Then he got an idea, an awful idea. The Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. I know just what to do, the Grinch laughed in his throat, and he made a quick Santa Claus hat and a coat, and he chuckled and clucked. What a great Grinchy trick with this coat and this hat. I'll look just like St. Nick. All I need is a reindeer, the Grinch looked around, but since reindeer are scarce, there was none to be found. Did that stop the old Grinch? No, the Grinch simply said. If I can't find a reindeer, I'll make one instead. So he called his dog Max, then he took some red thread, and he tied a big horn on the top of his head. Then he loaded some bags and some old empty sacks on a ramshackle sleigh, and he hitched up old Max. Then the Grinch said, get up. And the sleigh started down toward the homes where the Who's lay a snooze in their town. All their windows were dark, quiet snow filled the air. All the Who's were all dreaming sweet dreams without care. When he came to the first little house on the square. This is stop number one, the old Grinchy Claus hissed, and he climbed to the roof, empty bags in his fist. Then he slid down the chimney, a rather tight pinch. But if Santa could do it, then so could the Grinch. He got stuck only once for a moment or two, then he stuck his head out, the fireplace flew, where the little Who's stockings hung all in a row. These stockings, he grinned, are the first things to go. Then he slithered and slunked, and with a smile most unpleasant, around the whole room, and he took every present. Pop guns and bicycles, roller skates, drums, checkerboards, tricycles, popcorn, and plums, and he stuffed them in bags, then the Grinch, very nimbly, stuffed all the bags, one by one, up the chimbley. Then he slunk to the icebox. He took the Who's feast. He took the Who's pudding. He took the roast beast. He cleaned out the icebox as quick as a flash, while the Grinch even took their last can of Who hash. Then he stuffed all the food up the chimney with glee, and now, grinned the Grinch, I will stuff up the tree. And the Grinch grabbed the tree, and he started to shove. When he heard a small sound, like a coo of a dove, he turned around fast, and he saw a small who, little Cindy Lou who, who was not more than two. The Grinch had been caught by this tiny who daughter, who'd got out of bed for a cup of cold water. She stared at the Grinch as he said, Santa Claus, why? Why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why? But, you know, the old Grinch was so smart and so slick, he thought up a lie, and he thought it up quick. Why, my sweet little tot, the fake Santa Claus lied, there's a light on this tree that won't light on one side. So I'm taking it home to my workshop, my dear. I'll fix it up there, and I'll bring it back here. And his fib fooled the child, then he patted her head, and he got her a drink and sent her to bed. And when Cindy Lou Who went to bed with her cup, he went up the chimney and stuffed the tree up. Then the last thing he took was the log for the fire. Then he went up the chimney himself, the old liar. On their walls he left nothing but hooks and some wire. And then one speck of food that he left in the house was a crumb that was even too small for a mouse. Then he did the same thing to the other whose houses, leaving crumbs much too small for the other whose mouses. It was a quarter past dawn, all the who's still abed, all the who's still a snooze when he packed up his sled. Packed it up with their presents, the ribbons, the wrappings, the tags and the tinsel, the trimmings, the trappings.
3,000 feet up, up the side of Mount Crumpet, he rode with his load to the tip top to dump it. Hoo-hoo to the hoos, he was the Grinch, the Grinchiestly humming. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're first waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. The who's down in Whoville will all cry, boo-hoo. The noise, the grin, the Grinch, I simply must hear. So he paused and the Grinch put a hand to his ear. And he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, then it started to grow. But the sound wasn't sad. Why, this sounded merry. It couldn't be so, but it was merry, very. He stared down at Whoville, the Grinch popped his eyes. Then he shook. What he saw was a shocking surprise. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presence at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say, that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. And the minute his heart didn't feel quite so tight, he whizzed with his load through the bright morning light, and he brought back the toys and the food for the feast, and he himself, the Grinch, carved the roast beast. Thank you for coming. See you next time on Share a Story. and girls and other people. Well, today, Cohen and I are hosting our special Christmas book facts. Today, today we'll be reviewing What's the Night Before Christmas and Polar Express. That's right. Let's begin with Polar Express. One fact is that the movie version of Polar Express is on free forms 25 Days of Christmas. Lastly, the 2004 film was actually based on the children's book of the same, and the author, Chris Van Alsberg, was an executive producer on the film. That's amazing, Cohen. Anyway, moving to The Night Before Christmas by Clement Clark Moore. One fact saved from Christmas. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer, and Vixen. On Comet and Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. Another fact is, so up on the housetop, the coursers they fell with a sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. All of these interesting facts round up to make Christmas. Yay! Christmas is a tonic for our souls. It moves us to think others rather than ourselves. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year! ho 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 we go ha 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 because, because we are santa's little laughers hi we are your hosts hadley and addy 
Here I have the book, Laugh Out Loud Christmas Jokes for Kids. We are going to tell you four really good Christmas jokes. Make sure you share these jokes with your friends to help us make this Christmas season one to remember. Ready? Let's roll into a fun time. How much did Santa pay for his reindeer? I don't know. What? A few bucks. <laughs> nice one, Hadley. Hey, Hadley. Yeah. yeah? Why did the reindeer go to jail? I don't know. For commenting a crime. Nice one, Addy. Knock, knock. Who's there? Yule. Yule who? You'll really like your Christmas present this year. <laughs> That's a nice one. How about this one? Why doesn't Santa's fair change? Why? Because he's jolly old Saint Nicholas. Ha ha ha. Well, well that's, that's a, wrap. a wrap. Get it? Hashtag that with your host, Lindsay Gray, and this episode's hashtag is hashtag most heartwarming moment in the book Polar Express. So I believe that the most heartwarming moment was when Chris lost the bell Santa gave him, and in the morning his sister found a box with his name on it. He opens it and finds the bell he lost. Chris and his sister were enchanted by its sound that only they could hear, and Chris forever believes in the spirit of Christmas. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and goodbye. Hi guys, welcome to Questions with Miss Jocelyn, our student candidate from the high school. I hope you enjoy and just have a good time. Jocelyn, what is your favorite Christmas book? Um, I like The Grinch a lot. So, Why is The Grinch your favorite Christmas book? Um, I like the poet that says his heart grew like so many sizes and I like the dog. So. What do you want for Christmas? Um, I asked for a lot of clothes and money. And decorations for my room, but that's it. What is your favorite favorite Christmas movie? Um, I like The Year Without a Santa Claus, just because I like the songs in it. Thank you, Miss Jocelyn. Have a Merry Christmas! And we're back again. And, and now, now the answer is... How the Grinch Stole Christmas. See you next time with a brand new book. Thank you for watching our Christmas podcast from our classroom to your home. We wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.